Hello and welcome to the Essential Empowerment Podcast. My name is Amelia Adrian. Together in this space, we'll listen and learn about the ability of essential oils to heal and transform our lives. This is a place for us to diffuse wisdom, to share our understandings and to grow our appreciation for the power of plant medicine with essential oils. And I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back to the podcast. This is season two of the Essential Empowerment podcast and I am really excited to be back. I've had a beautiful full summer and as we just move now into the energy of autumn, the season of autumn, I feel really ready to step back into conversations and discussions about healing and about all of the practices that I've been lucky enough to work with and develop over the last few years, practices I wish I'd had many years ago, but there you are, we have them now and I'm so happy to share them with you. So as I sit here recording, it's actually evening while I'm recording this and we are about to drop into the autumnal equinox. You may well be hearing this later and that doesn't matter whether you're listening to it bang on the equinox or a few days later or even further down the line. I will be talking about the autumnal equinox and some of the ways that we can work with this energy but any of the practices that I'm talking about they'll be really helpful and beneficial and useful to you no matter what time of the year you're listening. But before I dive into that I want to just give an update. So I think when I last spoke on this podcast, I was in the middle of what I called a joy experiment. So I spent the summer inviting more joy into my day. And I was inviting different kinds of joy. So I was exploring the idea of gentle joy, peaceful joy, quiet joy, as well as, you know, exuberant, laugh out loud kind of joy. And the main practice that I had was actually spending time um, at our local Lido. So we didn't go on holiday this year, this summer. We stayed at home for all sorts of various different reasons. So I live in London, for those of you that don't know. And I didn't have access to that kind of holiday feeling, or I thought I didn't. And I started to experience a kind of FOMO and a kind of you could call it like victim mentality of woe is me I'm not even going on holiday and as I saw all my friends and um, other members of my community going on holiday and I was like oh dang I'm not going away and so I decided as soon as I caught myself in that downward spiral I decided to create a new reality for my summer and I love being in water. It's one of my favorite places to be, whether that's in the shower or in the bath or in the sea or actually in the swimming pool, I discovered. So I joined the local Lido, the outdoor swimming pool, close to me, gave myself a monthly uh, pass so I could go whenever I wanted. So there was no limit on when I could go and, and, and how I went. And I started to go swimming. Now at this Lido, it's a really nice design and there's kind of uh, lounges there and there's a lovely cafe and there's some nice plants around it. So even though it's in the center of town, central London, or 
fairly central London, it does feel like it's got this kind of holiday laid back vibe. And so I would go maybe two or three times um, a week and just have a couple of hours there. I might take a cacao with me and sit back and drink a cacao, listen to some incredibly inspiring uh, meditation or podcast or audiobook, and then I would go swimming and just for two or three hours a day, no one could get me, no one could reach me. <laughs> and it was time for me to really experience a sense of nourishment and a sense of joy. And it really recalibrated me. I have to say it completely recalibrated my experience of what I allow in and how I experience life. So it was a very simple practice. There were other things I did as well, but I just wanted to report back that it worked for me. It really worked. I actually really felt like I had a holiday this summer. We had beautiful um, weather, so the weather really supported me in my experience. So when I would go to the Lido, it would be really warm and I would feel like, oh yeah, this is kind of real holiday, joyful vibe, very relaxed. So I wanted to just report that back and I'm curious if any of you also practiced that invitation of bringing joy into your life in whatever small, quiet way it might be. What I do know is that healing happens in the smallest moments and it happens in the quiet moments, the moments when nobody's looking, the moments that you don't post on social media, the moments maybe that you don't even share with anyone that are just kept between you and your quiet heart. And that's definitely been my experience over the last couple of months as I've recalibrated my relationship to joy, what it means for me. So autumnal equinox. The equinox is that time of year where we are exactly 12 hours of daylight and 12 hours of nighttime. So the Earth's axis is tilted neither towards day or uh, away, to, to, to neither towards or away from the sun. It's, 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 it gives this kind of balance, this kind of equal amount, both of daylight and darkness in all equations. In Greek mythology, if we look at the history of the autumnal equinox, which sometimes it's interesting to look back at how these times of the calendar have been marked, have been created, have been formed through mythology. So in Greek mythology, the autumnal equinox would mark the moment when the goddess Persephone would return back down to the underworld to be with Hades. So Persephone would then appear again in the springtime when the roots of the shoots started to kind of rise up. Now in the UK, in Great Britain, we have harvest festivals around this time and these all have their roots in the autumnal equinox, dating all the way back to pagan times. It is known also in some pagan festivals or celebrations, it's known as, as Maybon, and it's considered to be kind of another time of harvest, like a second or sometimes you see it as a third harvest. So an opportunity to celebrate again what the earth has given back to us. Even in Japan, it's celebrated. The autumnal equinox is a national holiday. And in Japan, it's known as Shubun no Hi. The roots of this celebration are thought to go back all the way to Shintoism and even to Buddhism. What some spiritual teachers will share is that this is a time when 
the energy is is very heightened and it's very accessible in a way the 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 the, the energy is um available to us and accessible to us in different ways than it might be from other in other times of the year so the veils if you like are thin so it's a time when maybe you may have greater access or sense or connection to your intuitive feelings to the other realms of being not just this material plane that we live on so you may notice that if you're listening to this around this time of autumnal equinox you may notice there's more sensitivity around your feelings around what you're tuning into around feelings of others so it's interesting and actually rather magical to play with these to play with these energies and to play with these different dates in the calendar and to rather than just to kind of let them pass us by without any sort of acknowledgement to actually pay some homage to them and to attune to them and to let them lift us up to let them excite and invigorate our life and inform our life and the more i've been paying attention to these different calendar dates these different festivals solstice equinox all the different things that mark through the calendar the different days that mark through the calendar the more i would just say the more fun life has become and there is a a sense of understanding the cycles of nature in a deeper way for me because we return to them again the next year we return to them again or in six months time or three months time we return to these different kind of markers in the calendar and it does give us a way to look forwards and to look back and in this sense what I what I feel with the equinox is it creates this moment of stillness and again on many of the spiritual teachers uh, share this with us that this is an opportunity where there is a quality of stillness and you may even have experienced it if you've been out anywhere in nature and I would invite you to go out in nature if you can over the next few days if you're listening to this in present time I mean look go out in nature anytime <laughs> anytime but if you are going out over this autumnal equinox maybe you tune into that quality and just notice is there a a different feeling of around you do things feel just a little stiller just as I was out in the park this evening walking the dog and it's a London park you know it's it's not somewhere that is out in the sticks um, so there's a lot of vibrant energy and city energy if you like around it but even within the 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 nature of that London park I noticed there was something still with more stillness a quality of stillness about the experience of being there and I'm going to share an essential oil that I think really serves this and serves us with this quality of stillness. And that is one of my favorites. I find myself returning to it many, many times and it's Siberian fur. So let me talk a little bit about where Siberian fur comes from, a little bit about the chemistry with you and then a little bit about the energetics. Siberian fur really is it's like a walk in the forest. If you can't get out in nature, just open the bottle, breathe it in, and it will give you that bathing in the woodlands kind of sensation and feeling in your being. We obtain the essential oil from both the needles and the twigs of the conifer. And the conifer is native to the most northern regions of Russia. Many of these Siberian fir trees, they live 
a long time so they live like over 100 years and they thrive even in intensely cold um, situations temperatures below uh, minus 50 degrees fahrenheit uh, they're also shade tolerant so they're frost hardy shade tolerant and we steam distill the needles so when we steam distill that means we're we're um, heating up the 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 needles the, the the twigs of the conifer to a certain required temperature and off of one um, kind of side if you like of the distillation we're extracting the oil and then off of the other side we extract the steam and the oil itself embodies this sense of vitality, this resistance um, and resilience as conditions are challenging. And I think as well, this quality of uh, resilience really tunes us into this time of year, just as we leave the fullness and the, the, the lushness of, of late summer and we step into, it's almost like we're saying goodbye to summer and hello into autumn. It gives us that sense of resilience that we have enough, that we have the capacity to make it through the autumn, to make it through the winter. The aroma of your Siberian fir is pungent, woody as well, of course, in, in, um, in those fragrant energetic terms, if we were to look at it through that lens. It also has a little bit of camphorous in there. So the movement of the oil, if you like, if we want to look at it through the, the fragrant energetic movements is both rising and circulating. So the camphorous is giving it that rising. The woody also gives it like a little bit of a centering quality, if you like. Now, the chemistry is particularly interesting if you like that sort of thing. And I know sometimes there can be a sense that the chemistry detracts from the magic of the oil. Like, oh, if we focus on the chemistry, it kind of detracts from the, the magical energetic properties of the oil. And I kind of see that. But I also feel it's interesting sometimes to just have that chemistry just floating around there in the background of your understanding. You don't need to remember it. You don't need to to, to kind of write it down or, or anything like that. But sometimes it can help us feel safe in our experience of an essential oil. It can help create safety and trust that, oh, that's why I feel like that when I breathe in Siberian fur. So the chemistry has this unique composition um, predominantly borneal acetate, which gives the, the calming benefits of the essential oil. When we inhale borneal acetate, it has a promotion of relaxation and helps to um, support us with the release of attachment to stressful situations. So attachment to the stress component of a situation. And then also in there is the alpha pinene. We know alpha pinene as a compound is uh, calming and relaxing and also has effects on by acting on the GABA receptors. So calming the, the mm, parade of thoughts in the brain, if you like. And then it also has camphene in there and camphene we know has properties that help promote clear and healthy breathing. So if we think of those chemical components and with all the scientific studies being done on these chemical components and on the essential oils now more and more coming through, we can understand that borneal acetate gives us the calming properties, the reducing of the stressful feelings, the alpha pinene also calming, slows down the parade of thoughts, and then the camphene really invigorates the, the, the quality of breathing. We know when we breathe deeper, things are just easier.
So with that, these energetics, as we feed into and layer that on top of our scientific understanding, we can experience a sense of, uh, of, of calmness. But if we look a layer deeper between the calmness, and also if you, if you take your mind to visualize the tree, so maybe you just, if it's safe for you, wherever you are, you just uh, close your eyes and just visualize a very tall tree, very regal tree that stands in the forest, maybe can withstand the snow and the freezing cold temperatures and has this almost star-like quality at the top of its branches as it peaks up into the sky. And tune into that, even if you don't have the oil, just tune into the experience of that tree and really sense what does that feeling, what's that feeling of connecting with that tree, of connecting with that plant? How does it, how does it translate to you if you just had that image? And they're not just one, but maybe a whole forest of them with all of this little different kind of star-like qualities of, of, of the tops of their trees. So what it's really giving us, or one of the things that it's giving us is this fresh perspective, stillness, and presence. Fresh perspective, stillness, and presence. It gives us a quality of might, as I said, so it gives us strength in times of emotional upheaval. It stands very tall and very strong in the forest. And then it's also thought, if we look at a sense of intuition, the intuitive aspect of our being, it also gives us a connection to higher realms, to the universal wisdom, if you like, to infinite wisdom. Some teachings suggest that it is, is associated with what we would call the, the crown chakra, which is an energetic sphere, if you like, or an energetic space located above the head. And they say around about 30 centimeters above the head. So opening up this space or connecting you with this space. So in this way, I love Siberian fur to support me with uh, intuitive understanding, to support me with an intuitive connection. Maybe if I want to connect either to my higher self or to my soul, if I'm, if, if, if those terms ex speak to you, some of us simply can, can use the term intuition. We all have an understanding of that. So a little practice, this is taken from, uh, it's a combination actually of two teachers that I've worked with, both um, Lee Harris and then from the book that I study from The Gifts of the Essential Oils. I'll put the links in the show notes below. And it's kind of a combination of the two. And you can find a quiet space to sit, preferably in nature if you can. And closing your eyes and imagining a sphere above your head, maybe hmm, 30 centimeters above your head. You can take a drop of the essential oil, you can place it on the top of your head, or you could also equally place it at the center of forehead where we locate third eye. And just allow yourself to connect to that kind of silvery white sphere of 30 centimeters above your head. And as you sit quietly with the experience, notice what thoughts come to mind, notice what phrases come to mind. Really, I find it helpful to write these things down. So you can take a journal with you and you can simply write 
down your experience. If you have a particular question in your life at this time, you could also ask the question and just allow there to be a download into your being. Allow it to come through your hand, through the pencil, onto the page. And rather than thinking critically or analytically or needing to employ the mind in the response to the question, allow it to be guided from something beyond you, from something above you, from something greater than you. And it's worth remembering that this information that is greater than you, that is beyond you, that is above you, is actually also part of you. You can tune into it as your higher self, as your soul self, as your own higher guide. You can tune into it in a form that feels natural to you. It doesn't have to be forced. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be something that is hmm, not part of you. Invite it in as like a very dear friend. It's like, um, not even say advice, but just as guidance, intuitive wisdom from a very, very dear friend. And you might be surprised what you write down. <laughs> you might be surprised that you write down some very sweet, gentle words to yourself. So maybe you set a timer, you do it for five minutes, you do it for 10 minutes, you put on some gentle music if you wish. Whatever you need to create the right conditions for you to drop in and believe. Believe that it's possible for you to receive guidance from your higher self. Siberian fur brings us to a place of stillness, brings us into our presence of being with ourself, brings us that quality of resilience and can be just a beautiful aid to this practice. Of course, you can do it without the oils and it works just great. You can employ the oils to elevate the whole practice. Here for a moment, I'd like to talk about my shifting relationship with the oils and other plant medicines that I'm using and how I'm renegotiating my relationship to them. And I'd invite you to perhaps explore this also for yourself, particularly if you are already using essential oils or already using other plant medicines and particularly if you feel that you heavily rely on them. This is something that has come through from studying with teachers over the last six to nine months and actually further beyond if I trace it back, it's been actually coming through for a number of years. And it's really about partnering with the oils, taking responsibility as I use the oils, responsibility for my own, uh, what's the word, for my own intention as I use the oil in whatever way I'm using it aromatically, topically, physically, however I'm, I'm working with the oil imaginatively. Taking full responsibility and understanding that I am employing that essential oil with intention. There is uh, a reason <laughs> that I've chosen to work with that oil. And rather than seeing that oil as 
something that's or any plant medicine doesn't have to just be oils or any medicine let's say it doesn't even have to be plant medicine it can be any medicine rather than seeing that as something that is going to fix me seeing that as something that I can partner with that I can work with that I can invite into my being and I can elevate and rise to meet it to meet the energetic vibration of that essential oil is the 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 way that I've been working and that the essential oil can also meet me. So there's a, a harmony, there's a meeting, and most importantly, there is an honoring of the plant, there is a respect for the plant, and there is a reciprocity in the use of that essential oil. It creates a very different dynamic in the way that we work with the plants. And it's something that I'm going to be exploring further as I deepen my relationship with these magical, magical liquids and resins and tools that we have, these wonderful different medicines that we have, not just the oils, all the different medicines that we work with. And with that in mind, I want to talk about for a moment the the way we can reframe healing. So there can be this um, understanding, I would say, of or this expectation that when we heal, it's equivalent to curing. And I would offer a different perspective on that. So there does, there is a distinction, let's say, between healing and curing. And this is put very very well by an author Matthew Sanford who wrote the book Waking he is one of the leading teachers of adaptive yoga he is a paraplegic and he responded to this very elegantly with these words so he said I think that so much of our culture is fixated on healing as a reversal of condition he says anyone who has lived through trauma knows that you can never go home it's never going to be the same and that's okay I'm never going to walk again does that mean healing is done for me? Does that mean the only healing possible is for me to have a good attitude about being paralyzed? Absolutely not. What yoga creates is the conditions for people to heal in unexpected ways if they can just look beyond healing as curing. And I would invite you to also explore your use of essential oils and other plant medicines with this perspective not that they are going to fix you not that they are going to cure you but they are going to support your healing process and for them to support your healing process <laughs> you have to be present you have to be fully engaged you have to consciously choose that path It requires resilience. And again, this is where I believe Siberian fur will support us in this process. It's not something that we can just, um, we can, it's not even something that we can plan. It's not something we can control. It's something that is a process. And those of you that are working in the healing arts, those of you that are working with your own healing, you know, there are layers and layers and layers to this stuff. It does not end. It's not that we come to some point and we're like, oh, I'm miraculously healed. Everything is done. All of the emotional, mental, physical, spiritual stuff is healed. I am, 
I am, I am done with this work. It just doesn't happen like that. Also, what's, what I do want to say is that, of course, some things can be reversed. Some things can be, um, can go dormant. Uh, some conditions can be halted. It's not to say that full healing cannot occur in certain areas, but it's, it's what my, ex my experience of healing is that when we have completed a process with one aspect, something else is, is almost revealed, another layer to that particular healing. And it might be that the physical layer is healed and an emotional layer is revealed. So I wanted to just offer that up as an opening. It's something that I'll return to again and again and again through this season's podcast, because I do believe it's something that is very helpful. And to loop back about this question of using plant medicine, essential oils with intention. I was asked this question recently when I was teaching about essential oils. And the question was, do you have to use the oils with intention? Is that, uh, or do, I think the question was, does that make them like work better? <laughs> and my response was like in a short word, yes. But it's not to say that the oils won't work without that. The oils will work whatever. The oils will be working and they can work on a very simple physical level. What they are not doing is fixing. What they are doing is reminding the body of its own ability to come into balance, its own ability to come into homeostasis and its own ability to uh, almost to reboot its own process of healing. So it's kind of a yes and a no, but my sense is they will work much in a much cleaner and a much clearer way if we do so with intention, if we do so with just that moment of respect, that opportunity of connecting to the real truth, the real perspective of what these oils, these plant medicines can offer us. And so with that, I want to mention the final quality that I see around this autumnal equinox which is of balance so we have stillness we have the quality of healing around the autumnal equinox and then we also have this opportunity to balance we have that equal mm. balance of night and day exactly the same amount of hours of day exactly the same amount of hours of, of night and it's an opportunity for us to look at the ways in our life where balance is present and then look at the ways where we feel there is an imbalance and there's no judgment attached to that it has to be done or it's in, to be done with real sensitivity and gentleness and it's it's just an awareness practice noticing where things have shifted out of alignment out of balance and then noticing where we can bring them back into balance and of course, our beautiful balance blend is a great partner for that. This blend has frankincense, spruce, hoewood, all of the tree oils to give us grounding, to give us centering. And it has the florals, it has the chamomiles in there to rock us and to soothe us, bringing us into the state, the place of harmony and balance. If I had to choose one blend <laughs> to take on a desert island with me, it would be this one. This is my homecoming blend, without a doubt. This is uh, the blend that I turn to pretty much on a daily basis and that helps me stay aligned, stay grounded, stay centered and stay in balance. 
So I have one question to leave you with as I say goodbye for this week. And it is a question that I have been gifted by one of my yoga teachers, Judith Lasseter. Many of you may know of her. She's a very experienced and seasoned um, senior yoga teacher within the yoga community, very well respected, written numerous books and offered countless courses. And I studied with her over the summer and one of the prompts that she gave us was this. Does what I'm about to do include taking care of myself? Does what I'm about to do include taking care of myself? I'd invite you to play with that phrase, with that prompt, with that question over the next few days and really use it as a reminder to tenderly take care of yourself, to beautifully love on yourself and to know that the future you is calling yourself forwards, is calling you through to healing, to balance, to stillness and to peace. Wishing you so, so much love and I will see you all really soon. Take care.